K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward White. Hey, welcome. Uh, welcome to a Monday afternoon edition of Game Time. It is Labor Day 2021. Hope you're having a good day. If you're off, good for you. We, uh, we, uh, we're excited for you and, and hope you have a good day. Uh, if, you're, if you're like us, boss making you work, uh, you know, hey, there's, I noticed running around town today, there's a lot of folks that are, uh, that are working today. Uh, and so either, anyway, either way it goes, whether you're working or not working, we do appreciate you spending some time with us here this afternoon. Ward White's Aaron Sexton, uh, man alive, boy, did we have a big weekend in football this, this, uh, this weekend and, and, uh, looking forward to another one coming up. Uh, Ward, you, you had Temple yes. on Friday night mm-hmm. and Mary Harden Baylor on Saturday. Yes. How was your weekend? It was good. Full of football, which I am so glad is back and being able to to do that and and not only be able to be at a couple of games uh and be on the call but also getting to soak in games on tv throughout the weekend and hey we're not even done we got one tonight too how about that yeah i was going to ask you did you watch much of notre dame and florida state i watched a little bit of it not a whole lot i i had um some other things that I was doing, but it was on, and when I would come through the house, I would catch a little bit of it. Okay, it, it was not my intention to watch that. Mm-hmm. I had something else I wanted to watch, but I got, I could not, I couldn't go away from it. it right. I was the same way. It, it, I started watching it near the end, and it turned into an amazing, amazing finish. Uh, the quarterback story was unbelievable. Unbelievable about the Florida State quarterback. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. coming back from injury and not just a potential career-ending injury that was life-threatening. If if yeah. you followed that story, and uh, he came in and and guided them down the field and went and got points and I mean, it was just pretty cool. And mm-hmm. and I thought that the ABC slash ESPN crew that worked the game put it in a it put it in perspective perfectly. Uh, I, I thought they did a great – I thought those dudes were in midseason form. I can't say that for every telecast. Uh, <laughs> boy, howdy, have we seen the the text messages, emails, and tweets about the uh, ESPN Plus telecast from uh, from the Baylor-Texas State game. I didn't get to see any of that. Not many people did because they, they, they had all kinds of technical problems mm-hmm. and, and just all kinds of stuff. And what you got to remember is – that's not ESPN putting that on. That's that's the local university putting that on. They they, they use the ESPN Plus stat package and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But it is you know that's it's that's kind of like Baylor Vision you know or or what have you. Uh, it, it is not a it is not a network telecast. It is a local telecast through through rights granted. So. There you go. It doesn't really matter. I mean, if you paid for it, you're probably a little unhappy. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get into all that kind of stuff today. We got to talk about some high school football. There's a couple of Cowboy notes that we need to get to as the Cowboys get ready for Thursday night. Uh, just so all in all, uh, we, we've got a big day here. In a, a little later on, uh, we're going to um, 
We, we had a uh, one-on-one opportunity with uh, Coach Dave Aranda today. I sat down in his office, and uh, he and I just – well, you know, we tried to solve the world's problems. Mm-hmm. No, we, we actually talked football. So uh, we'll get into that conversation around 5.15 or so today. Also on the program, Shehan Jayaraja is going to be with us. He'll, uh, he'll talk about uh, Baylor and the Big 12. And uh, we'll also hear from Roger Wallace at KXAN-TV down in Austin. As long, you know, somebody else besides Baylor had a starting quarterback for the first time, uh, and it was it was the Longhorns, and they came away with a win. You pointed out on SportsCenter that only West Virginia took it on the chin this weekend. That's the only one. Everybody else in the Big 12 coming away with a W in week one. How about that? So that's a good week. Sure, absolutely. Uh, now, there were some interesting games. Tulane, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was. There was some really good games across the Big 12. and But, you know, this is a conference that has, I guess, for lack of better words, since OU and Texas and in the past couple of weeks, been teetering a little bit. Hey, can this conference withstand Texas and OU being gone? Now, I don't know that it says a whole lot in week one that everybody but West Virginia came away with a W, but it does make a little bit of a statement that this conference can at least – you know, get it done on a Saturday. Kansas State on a neutral field. Boy, did they walloping take... Stanford? Yes, was that walloping Stanford? Was, was that a little message to the Pac-12? Yeah, how about that one? Mm-hmm. Here's your alliance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the one that got me though was the way Tulane just hung in there with Oklahoma. They played well on the road. They played and very I well. And I don't holler at a home game. I it stopped. It was it was in Norman, Oklahoma. Right. It was an Oklahoma home game. Yeah, it was. I don't care where the money went. I don't care who wore the dark colors. It was in their stadium. It was in their Durham Stadium. Yeah. It was a home game. Yeah, but Tulane played and well. And 40 to 35. Tulane played well. Yeah. You, I mean, they, they played very well. They just would not go away. And I know you didn't get to see the game, obviously, because at the exact same time that uh, we were playing in San Marcos, you were playing in Belton. Mm-hmm. But did you have a chance to go back and, 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 and review any of the Baylor stuff? The only, the only thing I could do was what I could read. I couldn't find yeah. any video anywhere. Yeah, there wasn't much. And, and I mean, I, I wanted to go back and watch the film, but that, that was not available anywhere. It, it, we'll get into it in our next segment. But, I mean, it, it was it, – it was it, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, it was interesting. You, you felt like – and that's where sometimes stats don't always tell the story mm-hmm. because you felt like Baylor just absolutely dominated the football game. But I'm telling you, in the fourth quarter – a fourth quarter, by the way, that Baylor absolutely dominated time of possession, nearly 11 minutes to four minutes. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a touchdown game, it's a one touchdown game. I mean, so we'll we'll, we'll talk about some of that. We'll get into all that, and then as we mentioned at five fifteen, Dave Aranda one hundred and one with us. We'll also, uh, as we mentioned, Shehan Raja and uh, Roger Wallace on the program. So I tell you what, we'll we'll go ahead and if I want By the way, how was the crowd uh, in 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 Belton Saturday night for the season opener? It was good. Good crowd. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot from Simpson College, which you might expect coming all the way down from Iowa. Uh, but they had a few, a handful. You mean to tell me they didn't want to go from 75 to 102-degree temperature <laughs> and go watch football? It was a little bit different for them, I'm sure. Uh, as far as the crew was concerned, a pretty good crowd on hand. Pretty good. You told me we were talking, I guess, yesterday? Mm-hmm. That it wasn't so much that Simpson didn't play well. It was the fact that Mary Harden Baylor played that well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you look at Simpson and Mary Harden Baylor, and there wasn't any doubt that Simpson was outmatched. But uh, they 
they couldn't get a whole lot going offensively, and I think part of it was because of how well the defense played for UMHB, and, and the offense looked in midseason form. That's the best I've seen the offense look in in quite a while for UMHB. Now, we'll see a little bit more this week because of the opponent who they're playing, but um, you know they, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. They took advantage of field position. Uh, and I think it goes back to, you know, having that spring season kind of being able to get in. And we always talk about, Tom, the, the defense is always ahead of the mm-hmm. offense this time of year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's what we Well, about. I mean, it, look, the defense played good, but the offense, it seemed like it was in, you know, game two or three form already. They were in sync offensively. Well, that's pretty good, surprising. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you like that, though. Oh, absolutely! You have to you have to be tickled if if you're looking at the film and, and talking about you know watching what you were able to do on Saturday if you're the offensive staff right now. At the end of the day, Pete Fredenberg was happy. Pete Fredenberg was okay. We've still got work to do. I mean, we still got work to do. <laughs> that, I mean, which is you, typical, Pete. Yeah, you know, Coach yeah. Fredenberg. He's gonna always be be right there and know that there is work to be done, but. You know, I, I think he was overall pretty pleased with what he saw on Saturday. Good. All right, so we're in the Alex Samuel Studios here this afternoon, and uh, our 4 o'clock hour is a service of good feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Uh, when we come back, we're going to dive into the Baylor game and, and, and maybe even some of the other Big 12 stuff that was going on. But uh, we, we really want to focus on Baylor football in our next segment. We'll do that, but we want to talk about Pioneer Steel and Pipe serving Central Texas since 1943. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has had the same ownership, same family-operated business, covering four generations which is, as you know, a rarity in today's business environment. They offer the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers. Uh, You see, basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. And by the way, if you're building a metal building or a barn dominium uh, and don't know how to get started, don't have a contractor, and you're kind of going, where do I turn? Well, first you turn to Pioneer Steel and Pipe, and they're going to help you find the best contractor for your particular project. You see, they service the largest selection of metal building contractors in Central Texas, so they're going to know, and they're going to point you in the, in the right direction. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Bryan and also in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. Uh, they're open Monday through Friday from 730 till 5, Saturdays 8 till noon, and of course you can check out PioneerBoys.com 24-7. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, remember, they deliver and they unload. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 69 degrees. Sunshine and heat and humidity continue tomorrow with a high of 96. And on Wednesday, mostly sunny skies. Another hot day with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Prescott in the gun from the 20, fourth and two. Only heard here. Snap is back, looking middle, throwing middle, slap, caught. 
all season. Cooper walks it in. Touchdown on fourth and two. Thursday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from Raymond James Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Dallas Cowboys football Thursday night at 6 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Shipments of unique, one-of-a-kind rustic furniture and western home decor arrives daily at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. Check out their living room, dining room, and bedroom sets, buffets, hall trees, sofas, end tables, and sectionals from Steve Silver. This heavy-duty furniture is built to last, and it's priced to move. They offer 90 days, same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, the unicorn of cleaning. Have you heard about the new Quesabira? That's right, Quesabira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Big 12 goes 9-1 in the opening week of play with the only loss in conference, West Virginia losing to Maryland 30-24. One game in college football tonight, Louisville and Ole Miss kick off at 7 on ESPN. Tyrod Taylor was officially named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans and will make his debut for the franchise on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dallas Cowboys will be without Zach Martin for Thursday's season opener against Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the six-time Pro Bowl right guard tested positive for the coronavirus and landed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Rangers and Angels again tonight, 8.07 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. That is uh, John Morris on the call from uh, Learfield IMG, and uh, that is how the scoring got started. That gave the Bears a 7-0 lead. 
Ward, that was the first of three interceptions that the uh, defense was able to uh, to pick up en route to that win. And, and he, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it uh, on the drive home uh, Saturday night. So they have three picks defensively. Offensively, they have two running backs rush for over 100 yards. Mm -hmm. In the fourth quarter, the time of possession – let me see if I can find that. I got that right here. Uh, I think the time – yeah, the time of possession. Hang on, I got it. It was like 10 minutes to to, to five minutes or something to that effect. I'll, I'll find it here. Just any. It, it, there were times where you just felt 25 like, minutes for Southwest or for Texas State and 34 48 for Baylor. Right, but I was looking for the fourth quarter. I've got the individual uh, individual uh, time of possession broke down. Yeah, 10 17 to 443. So when the game is on the line, right? Mm -hmm. 10 17 to 443. You're thinking, well, they've got this deal done. But they didn't. <laughs> you look up and it's 27 20. And you're like, how on earth is this happening? The, and I would tell you this: the one thing I would that I would like to see get cleaned up. First of all, they had 11 penalties, and you know, and I know, and anybody who who listens, follows, whatever, you can't have 11 penalties, right? That's, and, and it's not going to fly with the coaching staff. Let me tell you, he talked about it Saturday night after the game. He talked about it today. He'll talk about it later with us. He'll be talking about it for a long time until they get that cleaned up because that's not going to fly with Dave Aranda. Mm -hmm. Trust me, you could tell by his tone in, in the press conference that that's not going to happen. But, Ward, they had a couple of chances. So the, the score is 24-13 Baylor. Mm -hmm. They've got the ball. They're on the move. Drive stalls. They have to kick a field goal. You've got to finish those drives. What if it's 31-13? Totally different complexion to the football game. Right. But it wasn't. It was 27. It was 27 to 13. And what and what does Texas State do on the ensuing kick? They line up, they drive the ball down the field, they score. And the next thing you know, it's 27-20. And you're like, now hang on just a second. I mean, you know, you, mm -hmm. but that's kind of how the thing went. But but you stop and you look and you go, okay, the quarterback, he he was uh, he managed the game nicely. Bohannon was 15 to 24, no picks, 148 yards. He did fumble once. Uh and and Abram Smith fumbled once. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was their one turnover. So it was one turn they win the turnover battle 3 to 1. And again, you've got uh, Tristan Ebner rushing for 120 yards and Abram Smith rushing for 118 yards and two touchdowns. And you're like, okay, so they dominate. Which is good. Yeah, absolutely. You'll take it every single Saturday. Sure. If absolutely. You, if you can get that, you take it every single Saturday. But in the fourth quarter, the, and again, you you you've got three picks off of their off of their football team. Mm -hmm. So you put yourself, and you scored nine points. Remember, they scored the safety at the end of the game. Right. But again. With with what uh, three or four minutes left in the football game, it's a one score game and you're on the road. <laughs> it, 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 I I just found it you know, I'm like how is this happening when you felt like Baylor was controlling the football game? Mm -hmm. Aaron, you listened to it. Did didn't you feel like they were controlling the football game? Yeah. Yeah, and it's exactly what you were saying was kind of what I was thinking. Like it, the final score and. 
just doesn't reflect kind of how much Baylor controlled the game. But like you said, you know, when you when you settle for field goals and they're getting touchdowns, uh, that that's what's going to happen. You're going to, you know, you let them hang around and they've got a chance late in the game. And, yeah. with, and with 11 penalties, sometimes you don't get to complete the drive uh, and, and put points on the board. So that's got to get cleaned up. But most of their penalties was really over on the defensive side of the football, which extended a couple of drives for, for Texas State. But you know what? At the end of the day, the bottom line is this. You got the W. And, and you know, if you got one point more than, the, than your opponent – that's that's all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, that's all that matters. If they go in, in, and I'll ask you the question: If they go six and six, right? Mm-hmm. Is anybody going to look back and go, "Yeah, but they only won by nine on the road at Texas State"? No, they're not going to do that. Right. I mean, it's you, you get a W, you go to the next one. Now, now it's on to Texas Southern. So the 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 thing now is take the things that we just discussed. And go fix them. When you have the ball inside the five yard line, you got to score. You got to put it in the end zone. You got to mm-hmm. find a way. It's it's seven, not three. It's seven, not three. That's got to be the mentality. Clean up the penalties. Take care of those things. And, and you know, Dave Aranda was talking about Gary Bohannon in his first start. And one of the things that he would like to see is them be able to stretch the field some. And I'll say this, even though they didn't complete any of the long passes when they threw a couple of them, it, it, you, you know what it does. It plants the seed. Right. So it allowed them to do some other things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, and now, you, granted, you want to be able to complete some of those. Well, yeah. But That's the idea. When, when they finally did it and threw the ball deep, it, it sent the message you know, to, t- to uh, Texas State, hey, we will do this. Mm-hmm. So, and then there was a couple other things going on in the game. You know, as Dave Miranda says, hey, when we're, we're kicking the ball off to start the football game, they don't have headsets for some of the staff. They're, they're, the communication <laughs> upstairs had failed, you know. And, and then there was, a, you know, what we thought was a touchdown to Fleeks in the corner of the end zone. And Baylor's wanting to see if they can get the officials to take a look at it. Well, there's no instant replay. Something right. ha- something technically went went awry with that. It, it was just a kind of a strange night. But at the end of the night, they got a W, and they get ready for Texas Southern this weekend. And there's some schools around the country that wish they could say that. Washington, Mississippi State, you know. Trade I mean, in a heartbeat. Yep. They trade in a heartbeat. But anyway, I uh, want to get your thoughts. You can certainly chime in with us on our CNC Collision Center text line at 254-662-1660, 254 662 Sixty, the uh, the Bears now one and zero, and welcome Texas Southern into um, into McLean Stadium on uh, on Saturday night. Now, if we mention Abram Smith, he scored a couple of touchdowns in the football game. Another fourteen on that last play. Here is Bohannon, hands the ball to Abram Smith, running right. Abram Smith into the end zone, touchdown, Baylor Bears. 13-yard touchdown run. Abram Smith, his second touchdown tonight. John Smith on the call from the Learfield IMG. What did I say? Uh, John Morris on the call for Abram Smith on the Learfield IMG Sports Network. So, there you go. But uh, the Bears do get the win. It was was an interesting night, to say the least. Ward, I've never seen (laughs) – I think Bryce Cherry, the Waco Trib, put it best. They have their, uh, their tailgating. Inside mm-hmm. the stadium. Really? Literally inside the stadium. Huh. Beyond the goalpost, 
just beyond the goalpost, they have a uh, – it, it's just a, it's a chain link. It's not even a chain link fence. It's just – there's just a little chain. It's a, That's what it is. It's just a chain. It's not even a fence. It's just a chain that goes station to station to station to keep people beyond that 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 chain and they have security to keep them back and then beyond that they have food trucks and beverages and all kinds of stuff and that's where people hang out watch the game and and uh, and partake if you know what i mean right and yeah. it was crowded and believe <laughs> it or not i know this may come as a shock as the game went along and it got a little later in the evening they got a little rowdy back there Really? Yeah, it's, how about am- that? it's amazing. Imagine that. Amazing how that works out. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> in in that's the best way to describe it. They they have tailgating throughout the game, and it's on the field, literally on the field. Uh, and then they have a little separated area where the home team enters from their locker room. But on the right side of it, they're they're having mm-hmm. their party, and on the left side of it, they're having a party. In the middle is the is the uh, is where they enter the stadium. Matt Mosley was saying that some of the uh, Texas State fans weren't exactly nice to him. Well, that's mm. <laughs> huh. he, he said. He said. He said these are absolute strangers, and they were saying things and making gestures. I was like, well, "Are you sure you, you haven't met them?" See, and he bothers me because I was there by myself down at the down at the far end. I was at the I was at the north end, and they weren't bothering me. Mosley comes up and stands beside me. And next thing you know, they're tearing him up. He turns and looks at him, and one indicated that he was number one. I mean, and so <laughs> it was – I'm like, Matt, go over there and stand. Leave me alone. I want you to game. <laughs> so it, it was pretty good. All right, uh, 425, 25 after 4 here on a Monday afternoon, Labor Day. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to step aside, and when we come back, we are going to uh, – Talk some UMHB football. We'll get uh, we'll get Ward Whites to break down the crew and their 854 point victory over. <laughs> wow. Well, it, well, that wasn't exactly right, but I mean it was pretty darn close. 84 to six. Correct. Wow. Could they have scored more? Yes. Yeah, they could have. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they could have. They went to victory formation with three. 3.50 left in the game. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do that when we come back right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. Come join us Wednesday live from Rudy's and hear from soccer coach Paul Jobson and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday live from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday at 6 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. Ah, music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Good Feet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk. In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel. Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long. Extreme pain every day. Trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Good Feet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little art supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them, and immediately felt better. It's amazing. 
Your day becomes better and the sun shines. You know, it's a good life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip, and back pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Twisted Root Burger Company in Waco, a come-as-you-are environment and a strange reverence to Chuck Norris invites you to watch the Cowboys in Tampa Bay. Try our Burger of the Month, the Sloppy Q. Even their exotic meats like buffalo and wagyu. And don't forget their homemade custard shakes, cheese fries, and more. Happy hours, 2.07 p.m. to 6.07 p.m. every weekday with $1 off alcoholic beverages. Twisted Root Burger Company in Waco, located at 801 South 2nd Street. For more information, go to TwistedRootBurgerCo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Big 12 goes 9-1 in the opening week of play with the only loss in conference, West Virginia losing to Maryland 30-24. One game in college football tonight, Louisville and Ole Miss kick off at 7 on ESPN. Tyrod Taylor was officially named the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans and will make his debut for the franchise on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dallas Cowboys will be without Zach Martin for Thursday's season opener against Tampa Bay Buccaneers after the six-time Pro Bowl right guard tested positive for the coronavirus and landed on the reserve COVID-19 list. Rangers and Angels again tonight, 8.07 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, 4:30. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. If you went to the Baylor game. Uh, let us know what you think uh, on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. And again, in uh, Belton over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Hang on a second. The uh, crew just scored again. <laughs> 84 to 6. Yes. I wonder why they're ranked so high. Yeah, that, <laughs> me. I had no idea. <laughs> played that, very, very well. That's a walloping, isn't it? They played very well. Uh, defensively, they started the game with back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back sacks and then forced it into a, a punt that was blocked. And so their first drive was very, very short to start the game. Um, and the offense immediately went into the end zone. So uh, things started rolling very well for the crew right off the bat. But they ended up with – they ran 71 plays for 601 yards. Oh, stop it. Yes. How about that? 71 plays. Game number one, 601 total yards of offense. Um, 
They, I would, they I would rushed think, the ball for 330 yards uh, by yeah, themselves. I would think you would need to know the four deep, not just the two deep when it comes to – because I'm sure that if you got a purple jersey on, you found your way into the football game on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, they, they, they did go through uh, just about everybody that was suited up. I don't know that there was anybody left on the sidelines that didn't get an opportunity, and if they didn't, then – they may have been hiding <laughs> because they didn't want in there. Um, it, 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 was, it was an opportunity to see a lot of your depth chart uh, and, and be able to play very well. Um, time of possession was almost exactly even, but the crew took advantage of, of everything that they, that they had. Passing-wise, uh, you look at Kyle King, 14 of 19 for 201 yards and threw for two touchdowns. Tommy Bowden, who came into the game, Six of eight for 70 yards. Uh, he also was uh, in the end zone one time. And then even Ryan Redding, the senior, uh, got in the ball game. He's going to have a tough time beating his average. He ran the ball one time for 63 yards and one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked to Coach uh, Fredenberg and said, yeah, that's that, that average might be tough to overcome this year if he gets another opportunity. So uh, just overall a really good game for the Crusaders on Saturday. So – when, when you have a game like that, mm-hmm. for he and his staff, I would imagine it's let's don't let's guard against the letdown. I don't, I don't want the players to think, hey, it's like this every Saturday. So they're going to have to – and I'm sure he's going to find plenty to go, we could have done this better, this better, this better. He's going to find things to, to work on and to motivate and get them ready for Saturday. Yeah, and he talked about some of the things uh, that the, the crew need to look at and – one of the things he talked about today was the offensive line play for the Crusaders. Yeah, I think our offensive line is really uh, maturing a lot. Uh, you know, we lost Steve Sellers from last year and moved uh, uh, Jeffrey Sims to there, thank you, to center. And he's done a great job of transitioning into the center. And he's really the kind of the leader of that offensive line. <clears throat> they really uh, just get better every day. With the offensive line playing like they did, Tom, you you know, one of the things yeah. that UMHB yeah, likes the, to yeah. do is run the football. That's just what Coach Pete Fredenberg likes. He he likes to establish the run game. He talked about Kyle King and that running game on Saturday. Yeah, the uh, Kyle, Kyle's uh, doing a great job of leading the team, and uh, obviously enjoys running uh, when when it when he has the opportunity. Um, I think I think our running game was was really premier uh, Saturday. One of the best uh, offensive outputs as far as running the ball uh, that that I can remember. And uh, you know, with with uh, uh, Alfonso coming back and uh, Kenny and Montana, you know, uh, Drew. Uh, was, was exciting to watch, and then you throw the quarterbacks in there. So, so running the option and doing the things and taking what the defense gives us, uh, we've got a lot of talent there. Coach Fredenberg excited about the running game, but even with the win of 84-6, to six, there's always something like Tom was talking about to improve on for the Crusaders, and he was asked uh, what he thought after breaking down the film. Yeah, we did a lot of really good things on the, the, from the uh, video. Uh, but there's a few things, small, small adjustments that we need to make that, uh, that I, I think that just, you know, it, it's playing defense. It's really what, uh, what you do with your eyes is so important. Uh, 
And those little things are so really uh, important to us is that when we're playing the zone coverage, we've got to be uh, seeing the quarterback. And um, obviously when you're playing man coverage, you want to see the man. So <clears throat> we got a little to where we take a peek here and there and do the little things that get you in trouble. So we, we, uh, we learned a lot from the game film and hopefully we'll be better from it. Of course, the Crews start off against Simpson College in game number one. They get the big win, 84-6. to six, But coming up in week number two, you get right into conference play. And Coach was asked about ETBU. Well, they have uh, an outstanding running back. I think he had two 60-yard runs against uh, uh, Wisconsin. The quarterback is really a, a good thrower. They threw it 55 times. and They've got a, a host of good receivers. Uh, so, you know, it's important that we uh, develop a plan to get some uh, pressure on the quarterback, and, uh, and then we got to be able to cover the guys. Uh, last year, they attacked our, our our primary coverage really well, and I think they did a good job. <clears throat> Might have been one of the worst games that we've played in the secondary in years, but um, so it's a big challenge for us to, to kind of come back from last year. I felt like that we kept them in the ball game and then had to, had to really work hard to come back. I can't remember how many field goals we missed. It might have been 15 or 16. I can't recall. I'm just kidding. It seemed like that many, but uh, we didn't do a very good job kicking and uh, we just didn't do a very good job with some of our uh, uh, defensive game plan. And we, we hope hopefully we'll be a whole lot better. So, ETBU this Saturday at Crusader Stadium, game number two of the season, you jump right into conference play against a, a team that's kind of become a little bit of a rivalry. You usually think of Hardin-Simmons being the, the big rivalry for uh, UMHB, but East Texas Baptist, just remember last spring, gave them, gave them a handful last spring. I was going to say, wasn't this the game that we were all sitting around sweating bullets because – ETBU looked like for the longest that they were they had a great chance to win the game and then UMHB makes a play or two like they typically can do and and, and won the game late didn't they yeah Is they had right? to come back from behind yeah. and win this game but I mean it was late in the football game yeah, was it under not? under five minutes yeah yeah they had to score twice in in the last five minutes of the game to come away with the win and you, and that was on the road wasn't it it was on the road yeah and so and he alluded to the missed field goals the secondary had a rough day. Uh, against ETBU. This is a good football team that's going to come in. They got the win week number one against a team out of Wisconsin. And so uh, they're going to be coming in with uh, upset aspirations on their mind at Crusader Stadium on Saturday. Should be a whole lot of fun. So it, it will be the uh, second consecutive home game. And again, 530 for the pregame, 6 mm -hmm. o'clock for the kick. And all of that fun action is going to be over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Uh you did the game. You've coached the game. Is there one area where you went, you know what, I know we scored 84, but I would like to see fill in the blank? Gosh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. As good as they looked. And, pretty and, complete? Yeah, it was pretty complete. And I told you earlier this morning or yesterday when we talked, you know, I, I thought Simpson College came in and, and was a little bit overmatched. But I also, on the other hand, I just think that UMHB played that well. I mean, they looked good. They didn't. They didn't make the mental mistakes. And what's the easiest thing you can do when you're running away with a game, or you've got the second Get tier lazy. or the third tier in? You see the mental mistakes. Mm -hmm. You see missed blocks. You see those type of things. 
It didn't happen on Saturday. It just flat didn't happen. Well, and that's kind of scary for, for opponents to see Mary Harden Baylor playing so well early. If if they're if they're already in that in that form, can you just imagine what the, this football team is going to look like uh, mid October? Well, eight of ten on third down conversions, and not one time were they behind the chains the entire game. Wow, <laughs> that's a pretty impressive. That's unbelievably impressive. I mean, you would think you know, kid slips and falls or something, mm-hmm. lose two yards, right? But never behind the chains. Never behind the chains. Wow, impressive. All right, so there you go. UMHB on the at home next week against ETBU, and again, uh, we'll have it for you on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we will. Uh, We'll get to our Ranger Roundup. Plus, Ward and I are going to talk about some high school football games from uh, over the weekend. There were some really good football games and some really interesting football games played in week two of the Texas school boy football season. We'll get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we're going to talk about Circle Drug at 3211 Robinson Drive. You know, they're locally owned and, and uh, locally operated. They're an independent pharmacy. They're your one-stop shop. For all your pharmacy and medical supply needs, they they provide free delivery to your home or to your office. I, I'd rather go there. That, that's just me. I don't know why. I I would rather go see Doc Everett and all those folks over at Circle Drug. But if, you know what? If you're busy and you need them to, to run it by, they they can certainly do that for you. Uh, they got diabetic testing supplies, walkers and wheelchairs. Uh, they have uh, diabetic shoes and inserts, and and they've got a whole section dedicated to that. Uh, in fact, I think they just kind of redid uh, the uh, the inside of the of the store to to assist with that. Uh, and, and you know, the cool thing about that is, if you need those products and those services, they're going to help you with the insurance. They're they're not just going to say, "Here it is." Now fill out this form. They're going to help you. That's what they do. Uh, every time I turn around, I'm talking about Circle Drug helping and providing and doing. Well, they they just believe that that's. Their mission and their call is to uh, is to help and to serve, and, and they do it, and they do it with uh, they do it with a lot of pride. They also they also provide vaccines such as uh, COVID vaccines right there. In fact, that's where I did mine. I, I'll be honest, I did mine at Circle Drug, and uh, they uh, we appreciate what they've done for us. And, and it's just a great place. It, it kind of gives you that old fashioned feel, not like it's a soda shop or anything like that, Ward, but the fact that that. The, they know you, you know them, and they're all about making sure that you're taken care of. The service aspect from Circle Drug is what separates them from everybody else. It just a, a great full-service uh, uh, pharmacy. It's Circle Drug. They're at 3211 Robinson Drive. They're open Monday through Friday from 9 to 6, and this is what I love. They're open on Saturdays till 2 o'clock. So if you work half a day like we do around here a lot, uh, you can still get by there and get your prescriptions on Saturdays until 2. We're talking about Circle Drug at 3211 Robinson Drive. It's the Baylor Tailgate Show this Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor Tailgate Show is presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni and brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Neighborhood Works Waco, Oakley's Rustic Grill, Oakley's Shuck and Shack, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm, TFMB, your bank for life. The Baylor Tailgate Show is also brought to you in part by Hurley Benefit Services, Old Chicago Pizzeria, Total Office Solutions, 
Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, Walk-On Sports Bistro, Myatt Fuels, and Central National Bank. It's the Baylor Bears and Texas Southern, and we've got your Baylor tailgate show Saturday at 2 on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did for a limited time, refinance your vehicle and have 90 days with zero payments. Only at Genco FCU. Refinancing lowers your rate and you pay less for your car. You can't pass on rates as low as 1.75% for 48 months. Apply online today. Annual percentage rate subject to change without notice. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. Go to GencoFCU.org. NCUA equal housing lender. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. Walk-On Sports Bistro in Waco, a place where over-the-top enthusiasm and culture is the daily norm. Come watch your game with us and enjoy mouth-watering Louisiana cuisine. Prepare fresh enough from scratch kitchen. Enjoy wings, burgers, po' boys, seafood, and alligator. And don't forget the Boom Boom Shrimp. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. till close. And all day Sunday, Walk-On Sports Bistro in Waco. Check us out online at locations.walk-ons.com. Walk-Ons in Waco, where everyone is treated like family. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. Time now for the Ranger Roundup, brought to you by Kaleo Wealth Management Group. All right, 445. We're 15 away from five, and it is time for the Ranger Roundup. And you know what, Mr. Whites? We may have a kid on this baseball team. We may have a guy. Uh, we've this is uh this is this this DJ Peters kid he's for real yeah he's having him a, a nice uh nice month of September and you know what that's that's a that's a good thing when you've got a club that's evaluating talent on a and I do mean on a daily basis you know Adolis Garcia got off to the great start and he's kind of cooled down a little bit but still having a good year. Uh, but then they started just rolling in people, and they roll in D.J. Peters, and D.J. Peters hit a bomb yesterday. Then he came back later in the game and hit a three-run shot. So the Rangers get a run, lead two to nothing, have men at the corners with two outs now for D.J. Peters, who homered his first time up. And he swings here and hits one high and deep into left field. Adele going back. He's at the track. He looks up, and it is gone. 
DJ Peters has gone yard not once but twice and this time with two men on Texas leads five nothing now that we got DJ Peters in the lineup we really may not lose another oh, ball no. here we go <laughs> he, he, he did have a good day yesterday he was uh four for five in the ball game and two home runs and Man, just uh, – and again, as Aaron pointed out, he is having a tremendous September. Uh, D.J. Peters hit a home run in each of his first two at-bats against the Angels, giving him 10 on the season. It's his second career multi-home run game, making him the fourth Ranger this season to achieve a, a, a multi-home run game. The others include Joey Gallo, who is uh, exited stage right, Adolis Garcia, and Nathaniel Loeb. So, there you go. Uh but, uh, again, as, as the Rangers look to build towards the future, Ward, this is a guy I think is, is making a name for himself, this, this, this D.J. Peters. And I know we've talked a lot about Adolis Garcia, and, and, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. uh, he's had a good year. I mean, I know he was red hot early in the year, and it's kind of cooled down a little bit. But, wow, D.J. Peters has really, really performed at a very high level. Yeah, he has, and, and this is kind of where the Rangers are at right now. Find out what they have, what they can utilize, what they can, you know, maybe build on or trade for to build on or whatever they have to do. But, you know, I, I think they're starting to find out um, a couple of a couple of players that they can they, they can utilize moving down the road. So that is uh, the, uh, the Rangers, by the way, are back in action tonight. They've got a chance to win a road series, don't they, if they win tonight? If they yes. beat the Angels? Mm-hmm. And that is a uh, 7.30 pregame, and I believe the first pitch is just after 8 o'clock tonight. So uh, we'll see. All right, and we'll have it right here on ESPN Central Texas. That is our Ranger Roundup brought to you by Joe Kaleo and the fine folks at Kaleo Wealth Management. Let's talk some high school football. Uh, break down your game for me, Temple and, uh, and uh, the fight in Magnolia's. Well, Magnolia came out and gave Temple everything they wanted uh, on Friday night, and you know it was a it was a game that you look at the Temple Wildcats and you're thinking, all right, where where is this team right now? And and I'll ask you, where are they? Well, they they've got a lot of work to do, uh, offensively, defensively. I I think more than anything else, the defense got gassed on Friday night because the offense just could not get the ball moving and could not put points on the board, and that's one thing that concerns Co uh, Coach Scott Stewart on Friday night. Sounds like a broken record. I will tell you this, that uh, offensively, the the Waco Lions could not get anything going, and, mm -hmm. and it began with, in my opinion, it begins with protection up front. They just could not protect uh, up front, and, and, and therefore they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And boy, they were they were just in a pickle. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you agree, Aaron? Yeah the uh, the Hutto defensive line just dominated the game, and that that's what decided the game. I mean, they controlled the line of scrimmage, and Waco High wasn't able to run the ball at all. So, and and, and when you, they threw it, he was running for his life. Yeah, if you can't run it, they just pin their ears back and come after you the whole game, which Hutto did, which they should have. And uh, it was a long day for Waco High's offense because of that. I, University went on the road and played at Granbury, and, you know, Granbury wins the game, and it looks like they win it going away. But uh, for the for the longest, that was a heck of a bout there. So we'll see how it goes uh, this week. As uh, in, in Waco has the Thursday night game. They got a Thursday night game against the uh, Clean Kangaroos, who's coming off a win. Uh, they're 1-1 one one on the season. 
coming to Waco on Thursday night. Now, Temple will be on the road Friday. Is that right? No, at home. They're at home again? Yeah, three weeks in a row. Wow. Hutto doesn't have their stadium finished. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so the team that the Lions played Mm -hmm. this week, you guys are are, going to see in the Hutto Hippos. I'll tell you what, they got a little quarterback that doesn't mind throwing it around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I say little. He's not little. He's a good-looking football player. Right. So we'll see. Uh, And uh, and then University will be at home on Friday night. So uh, opening weekend, there was not a Waco ISD team playing at Waco ISD Stadium. And this week, there's – both Waco and University, and that's why the Waco Lions will get the Thursday night game. And you say, well, hang on a second there, Tom. There's a, there's kind of another game going on on Thursday night. Yes, there is. The Cowboys and the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers with, uh, with that game now being moved over to our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. So we'll have Tampa Bay and Dallas opening up the season on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, and the uh, Waco-Colleen game. We'll be right here on ESPN Central Texas. Was there a game in the area that kind of jumped out at you? And I'll tell you mine. Okay. Mine is is uh, Holland and Bosqueville. Holland got beat by Burton like 32-6 to six on opening night. Mm-hmm. Opening night, Bosqueville beats 3A Clifton. Then this week in Waco, in Bosqueville, Brad Talbert's uh, football team comes to town, and they get the win over – the uh, Bosqueville Bulldogs, and I think the final was like fourteen to six, uh, something to that effect. But yeah, uh, twenty to fourteen rather. Holland wins over Bosqueville. That's a big win for Brad Talbert because I'm telling you, Clint Xander's football team's a good football team, right? And, and the, you're not going to go beat three A Clifton and not be a good football team. Mm-hmm. And, and so Holland coming coming to Waco on Friday night after getting beat by Burton. Uh, and, and posting a 20-14 to 14 win, I thought that was a nice win for the Holland Hornets. Yeah, how about Round Rock shutting out Belton? Yeah. I mean, as well as Belton played in week number one. What was it, 36 to nothing? 35 nothing. 35, yeah. Yeah, and, and as well as they played in week number one. And, and, look, we said, you know, Round Rock may be better than we thought because of what they did in week one, but then you turn around and, and they just take care of business on Friday night. I, I, I was a little bit surprised by that score. Uh, how about – the La Vega Pirates, the, their game with Conley gets shut down on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They put something together with Bishop Dunn and go play Bishop Dunn on the road. And did you see the score? It was, drum roll please, mm-hmm. 65 to nothing Ooh. in favor of Modoc. That's getting it done. Yeah, that's that's taking care of business. It, There's no doubt. That is getting it done. There was a wild one now, and, and I'll talk to Shane Anderson a little later on this week, but there was a wild, wild football game over at Panther Stadium in Hewitt between Odessa Permian and the Midway Panthers. How about Odessa Permian? In, in, and I think they're in the slot T. I mean, this is not a spread, let's throw it all over the place, score as fast oh, as we can. No, 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 not they, at all. And, and they scored 57. Meanwhile, Midway puts 41 on the board. They're able to score. They're able to move the football and get it done. They just weren't able to get stops when they needed them. And uh, Odessa Permian comes to Waco and, and gets the 57-41 victory. Wild shootout, huh? Yeah, How about that? No question. Uh, Mejia gets their first win of the season. They beat Troy 34-28. to That was a nail-biter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robinson's still looking for a win. They went to 0-2 after Whitney uh, came to Waco and got their first win of the season, 31-6. to uh, just looking at some of the other scores of uh, of interest here in uh, 
I, th- I think the China Spring Lorena game lived mm-hmm. up to the building that we thought it would. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And again, that's that's China Spring is is a talented team, and and I know Ray Biles' football team is zero and two. I wouldn't want to play them. I'm just telling you, uh, mm-hmm. when, when they when they get into playing three A competition uh, in district play, I wouldn't want to be on that schedule. Yeah, that's going to be tough. And the Black Cats of Mahia scoring with one second remaining in the ball game to avoid going into overtime, winning 34-28 over Troy. How about that? Yep, Chris Lancaster's team, the Academy Bumblebees, now 2-0 and on the year. They beat Clifton uh, 35-7. to Rogers gets a win. Charlie Roden's club beats the uh, Armadillos from San Saba 46-14. to Crawford continues to roll. They're mm-hmm. 2-0. and um, Mark g- plays up. They play McGregor. And they beat the Dogs 42-7. to So, uh, there were some interesting football games this weekend. Very interesting football games. Duncanville, DeSoto, and Cedar Hill all bounced back, although DeSoto <laughs> had a little I bit know. of trouble on Friday night as well. But Duncanville gets back to form. But I was a little bit surprised by the score in that one, too, with the 42-27 win over South Oak Cliff. It either means, well, Duncanville's – not what they were, or South Oak Cliff, the Golden Bears are a little bit more improved this year. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. Last year, I don't know that Duncanville, DeSoto, and Cedar Hill could have been much better. Those were three teams. All three teams could have played for a state championship. Now, it wasn't possible because all three are in the same district, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, all three were tremendous, tremendous football teams. There has to be kind of a little letdown, doesn't there? Well, I mean – I guess you could say that. I don't I don't know. I don't think anybody is expecting there to be any type of letdown with those three teams because if you look at the rosters from last year, they were loaded mm-hmm. with underclassmen too. I mean, their twos were as good as a lot of people's ones across the board, right? So yeah. you kind of expect, well, you know, which one's going to going to fight it out to take first and second out of this district again. But, you know, both teams or all three teams get the win and, and kind of turn things around. Another game that we talked about on Friday, Grandview and Salado. What a knockdown this was. 32-28, the Zebras get the win over the Eagles. They've been in two very competitive football games. Yes, they have. I mean, two very, very competitive football games. So, there you go. All right, so 457. We're three away from five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. When we come back, we're going to talk to Shehan J. Araja from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Get his thoughts on the Baylor game and, and everything else that's going on in the Big 12. We'll do that when we come back. Right now, we're going to talk about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. And, of course, uh, Alan Samuels uh, is at 201 West Loop 340. And, you know, right now you can uh, you can check out the 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab, the Lone Star Edition, with cash off of 6250 or 2.9% financing for 72 months, and then there's that $2,000 bonus cash that uh, they'll offer you. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. Check out that truck and anything else that they got on the lot. You're saying, well, how do I know what's on the lot? Well, you go to their website, alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. Alan Samuels, your friend in the car business. Recently.
Daily on the John Moore Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level. Isn't that great to see? Oh, it is great and, uh, to hear their interviews and just how they conducted themselves. And like your four guys, no matter who you talk to, they love one another. Uh, uh, high character, speak highly at Baylor University. So as a coach, uh, you're just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Rookie home buyer? Go the distance with First Central Credit Union. We are opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value. Our starting lineup includes low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Thinking about refinancing your mortgage loan? This plan works for you, too. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Rates subject to change. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. How many trucks are running around Central Texas without any masculinity? Just look at the road and you'll see. With many, there's nothing there. Not one accessory. And that's what's really toxic. Sadly, truck nudity affects thousands of Central Texas trucks. But it doesn't have to be that way because it's a fully treatable condition. At Pickup Outfitter Labs, our R&D department has been working hard on this problem. And I'm excited to announce a stunning breakthrough. It's our own patented treatment called P.O. Now, anyone suffering from truck nudity can get PO'd. Need a bed cover? Get PO'd. Need a hitch? Get PO'd. Need a bumper, toolbox, or grill guard? You guessed it, get PO'd. At Pickup Outfitters, we're making real progress, but we need your help. Do you know someone who needs to get PO'd? Send them to Pickup Outfitters for treatment. Our recovery center is located at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. See our educational video on our website at createacommotion.com. That's createacommotion.com. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back. This is hour two of the program, game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Our five o'clock hour is a service 
of Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply at 7601 Imperial Drive. Tom Barfield, Ward White's, Aaron Sexton, we're glad you're with us, and we welcome into the program from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, Shehan Jayaraja. Good afternoon and, and happy Labor Day to you. We appreciate your time. Hey, well, I actually have to make a, a correction for you. I actually have switched jobs in the last couple of weeks, and I'm actually now working at CBS Sports. Are you really? Well, congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Don't worry. I'll still be covering college football for them. I'm working as a national writer for them. And, and uh, it doesn't matter where I work. I'm always happy to jump on the program with you guys. Hey, so, so what? kind of give us what you're going to be doing for CBS. Yeah, so I'll be working as a national college football writer. So a lot of the same stuff I was doing already, but obviously just on a, a more national scale. So it's, it's exciting. I mean, I'll still be doing plenty of columns and features and all that sort of stuff, and obviously working with the tremendous uh, national news team over at CBS Sports. Well, let's dive in and talk about some college football, and we'll begin with your alma mater. What did you think about uh, Saturday night and the Bears' win over Texas State? Yeah, I, I understand people who kind of look at that final score and are a little underwhelmed, but really when I look at what Baylor was trying to do in this first game, I, I think that they did a really good job. I mean, I, I think that talking to Jeff Grimes over the offseason, the biggest thing that's unknown about this wide zone offense is how it's going to look when you're playing against live competition. You can simulate some of that in practice, but it's not quite the same thing, right? And so I think in this first game, they really wanted to get after it, running the ball, running a lot of wide zone action. And so... I think that they were conservative, but I think that they were conservative purposefully. And I think that you look at what they were able to do, being the top-rated offensive line by pro football focus, when you look at 200-yard rushers, when you look at Tress Nebner being one of the, the national leaders in broken tackles. I mean, this is what they were trying to do in this first game. And, yeah, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't always nice. Obviously, that broadcast wasn't necessarily the best broadcast that's ever been broadcast. But I think that they accomplished what they were trying to accomplish. And defensively, there were a, a couple of miscues that I think are a little concerning. But I don't think it will be anything to be worried about long-term uh, as long as that defensive line keeps coming along. So definitely a, definitely an inconsistent performance. But I think that they got everything that they needed out of that game. Do you think that they may have been playing it a little bit, and it sounds like it, that they may have been playing a little bit close to the vest? Because, look, it's it's early. The opponents you have, you don't want to lay all your cards on the table, do you? No, and I think that's a huge part of it. And I think just another part of it, too, is, again, like just getting live reps. That, that was a huge part of this, especially with that running game. I think that the stat was that they ran the ball on 66% of plays. And it's not because they don't trust Gary Bohannon. It's because I think that they really wanted to see, hey, when we pull this guy here, how does he react? When we open up this gap here, how does the running back react? And so I think that they were really able to do that. And I think that also, even when they had opportunities to pass the ball, they didn't go super deep except for a couple of shots that, that really I thought Gary Bohannon looked pretty impressive doing it. Um, but, you know, I, I think that we got to see, hey, he can throw to that opposite side hash, which is something that we haven't seen in a couple of years. That he's able to really stretch the field. You always hear about these NFL throws, and you really saw that on display out there. And so when you do, I mean, I don't think we're going to see this week necessarily against Texas Southern, but when you start going against some of those better teams, when you start going against Big 12 teams, especially against Iowa State, you know, to open Big 12 play, it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see how they kind of react to that. You, you know, the only thing that, that I was hoping to see, and, and maybe it comes this week as they continue to grow, is – finishing drives uh we were talking about it when when the game was 24 to 13 you're driving you're inside the 10 
that's one where you got to go put that in the end zone, make it 31-13. Instead, it was they, they settled for a field goal to make it 27-13, and immediately Texas State goes and scores. And, and now you're late in the fourth quarter. I get it, but it's a one-score game, and they're still in the football game. Yeah, no, and that's definitely going to be a huge part of it, and that's going to be something that comes with time, I think. I think that one thing that is definitely interesting about this wide zone system is that it is a very lateral system. You are trying to go left to right, or you know, you're trying to kind of break your way that way, and when you get into those red zone situations, I think that that could, in the short term, until we know that Gary Bohan can make those tight window passes, that, that could end up being... Uh, you know, a little bit of a disadvantage versus some of that inside zone stuff that a lot of teams run when you're going really straight up the middle. I think that they're going to work that sort of thing in. We actually saw during one drive, we saw Baylor go to like sort of an eye formation look on third and short to be able to kind of get some physicality in the game. I think that Dylan Doyle was actually back there at fullback. And so Mm -hmm. I do think that they're going to come out with a couple different looks. And I I think that that's going to help long-term, but yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. You need to, to punch those opportunities in, and they settled for several field goals, and, and obviously weren't always successful with those field goals. So that'll be definitely, I think, part of the film study this week, and, and I'm definitely curious to see how they kind of react to that. Another game in the Big 12, Texas gets the win at home against Louisiana College. Were you surprised that, that the offense was as crisp as it was for the Longhorns? Yeah, I was, I was very impressed, especially against this Louisiana team that actually is number one in terms of returning production nationally. So this is a team that's played together a whole lot, that executes at a really high level. Last year, their only loss was to Coastal Carolina, who went undefeated. So this is a really good team. Um, and, and I think that Texas looked like the better team and looked like the better team for the vast majority of the game, which, which is impressive to me. And the biggest thing that I'll say about the way that Steve Sarkeesian used this offense is I think that he did a really good job of featuring both his running back, Bijan Robinson, and his wide receiver, obviously, uh, Jordan Whittington. And even though those were kind of the two only consistent guys on the offense, he did a really good job of finding ways to scheme them open, which is something that we've really seen Tom Herman struggled with during his time at Texas. And so when he was able to do that, you know, he swings uh, Bijan Robinson out to the flat and all of a sudden Jordan Whittington has that middle of the field open and vice versa and, and all that sort of stuff so it was really impressive to me how he managed to do that now if Big 12 teams start to realize hey these are kind of the two guys that they're going to I, I think it's going to be an issue for them so we are going to need to see some of those other guys step up but but offensively I was pretty imp- impressed and defensively I, I thought that they generally held their own I thought that they did a good job of being disruptive on the defensive line uh, so Look, I, I don't know what it's going to look like when you're playing against Big 12 teams that are familiar with your pers- with your personnel and definitely can compete in terms of, like, uh, straight-up talent, I guess. But it'll be definitely interesting to watch how this team continues to develop. Let's talk about a couple of other games in the Big 12 that were, to me, interesting for, for several reasons. Number one, the Kansas win at AT&T Stadium over Stanford. And then the Oklahoma game with Tulane. Tulane hanging in there and fighting to the to the very end. Yeah, well, with that Kansas State game, I, th- I think that I expected Kansas State to win the game coming out, but they were very, very impressive. I mean, this is a Stanford team that has really made the last 15 years of their identity built around being physical and being tough, and Kansas really kind of beat their butts in a lot of ways. And it, you look at Deuce Vaughn, I mean, he has really grown, I think, as a player. Uh, he did a really good job of trying to of finding opportunities in the run game. Uh, they did a good job of kind of angling him in the run game as well, so he was hitting that edge and and, uh, and Stanford didn't have guys that could keep up with him, which was, I think, very impressive. And then you talk about that Oklahoma-Tulane game. I mean, 
to me, I, I know that a lot of the focus is going to be on the defense or giving up 35 points, but to me, it was the offense that was more concerning. I mean, they only score, they scored 29 points in the second quarter and they only scored three in the second half combined. So I, I think that there's a little bit of concern about consistent offense. And yeah, I know that, you know, Spencer Rattler is obviously the big story on that offensive side of the ball, but one thing to me was their reluctance to use their running backs. They only have two kind of clear scholarship guys on the roster in Eric Gray and Kennedy Brooks. Both of them looked really good when they touched the ball, but I'm really curious. I mean, if they don't feel like they have a third guy, they lost a lot of guys over the offseason due to attrition. If they don't feel like they have a third guy and if they're reluctant to run the ball, it's going to make Spencer Rattler's life really, really difficult as they get into conference play. One big game in the top ten, or several big games in the top ten, but the biggest one that stood out to me, I got to catch the uh, the last part of this game on the way home out of the press box saying, Georgia and Clemson, were you expecting a defensive battle that we got on Saturday night with those two teams? I was expecting a defensive battle, but I don't think that anyone expected zero offensive points heading into the fourth quarter. So it was a really impressive performance by both teams. I mean, the funny thing with Georgia is that they lost probably seven starters, I think it was, on the defensive side of the ball. But they're just, they're just a machine, man. The, the way that they recruit is obviously, I mean, they are up there in that uh, in the Alabama-Ohio State category in terms of recruiting. And I think they do such a good job of rotating guys. There's so many of them are ready uh, whenever it's time for them to come into the game. And, and so, yeah, they lose six or seven guys to the NFL, but it's really just kind of same old, same old. And especially their big nose tackle, Jordan Davis. I think he did a really good job uh, causing havoc for that Clemson offensive line. And same the other way. I mean, I think that Clemson, obviously, we knew that they probably had the best front four in all of college football, and it looked like it on Saturday night. Uh, but but look, as we head into the playoff race, this is huge for Georgia because I think that this kind of win means if you are going against Clemson in the last week of the season for a spot in the college football playoff, you have a tiebreaker because you beat them early in the year. So even if you lose the SEC championship game against Alabama, I think you still have a really good shot to make the playoff. And even for Texas A&M, if Texas A&M is kind of in that sort of place where, hey, you know, you go and let's say that Georgia goes whatever 13 and no one wins the SEC and A&M was the team that comes out of the West. I mean, I think that you have to feel like that team is still going to potentially make the college football playoff. So yes, Georgia, I think is a huge winner of this weekend. But on top of that, I, I think the SEC's path to putting two teams in the playoff is probably as easy as ever. Did you hear Kirby Smart's comments after the game? It kind of sounded like he was throwing a little shade at Clemson, basically saying, yeah, we didn't play our best and we still won. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a real testament to what Georgia has done there. I, I mean, I think that we have overreacted, I think, big picture a little bit to, to Georgia and their struggles just because they happen to play in the same conference as Alabama. If they played in any other conference, I think they would have been in the playoff, obviously, probably half a dozen times by now. And so this is, I think, a little bit of a, an opportunity for Kirby Smart to flex and say, hey, we got a good program that we built over here. We've had great opportunities. We had, you know, we were an overtime away from a national championship just a couple of years ago. We've done everything the right way. We just have happened to not win the national championship. And so heading into this year, now Alabama does look like this crazy, you know, monster like they always do, but <laughs> I think that Georgia has as good of a chance as they've ever had to be able to go and win that national championship. And the reality is they're not going to be playing a front four like Clemson every single week. They're not going to be playing a secondary like Clemson has every single week. So I don't think that the offensive issues are going to keep up. I think that they're going to have a lot of time to get those worked out. And, uh, and yeah, I'm very impressed 
by what I saw defensively from Georgia, and I can't wait to see what they look like in the rest of conference play. Shehani, the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish went over Florida State last night, 41-38 in overtime. And, and, you know, okay, good. But the story for me was the uh, was the kid Mackenzie Milton and coming into the football game, you know, after the, the starter goes down. It, and doing what he did, it was just amazing. Just, I mean, that's what that's what's so cool about college football is you have stories like this. Oh, there's no question about it. I mean, this kid, Mackenzie Mills, for people who don't know, who maybe don't follow the sport nationally quite closely, like this kid was the guy at UCF. You remember those UCF teams that went undefeated for two years straight, named themselves national champions? Well, he's the guy who really electrified them to that point. In a lot of ways, he's the guy who got Scott Frost that Nebraska job, right? And so when he went down, I mean, especially in a bowl game when it's so close and you have an opportunity to finish two straight undefeated seasons, it was just such a such a bummer, such a bummer. And you hear all this stuff about, man, people who have had this injury have literally lost limbs before. They've literally had their legs amputated before. They've never come back and played college football or any sport at a high level like this. And so – I, if if there's one guy who I wouldn't have bet against to come back from this, it is Mackenzie Milton, just because of how special a quarterback he is, how special a player he is, and how special a kid he's been. And it's just so gratifying to see him do it on this giant national stage. And I know that we couldn't quite get the Disney ending with uh, with Florida State pulling the huge upset over Notre Dame, but uh, still, I think that there was a lot to like. And and I don't want to reduce this also to just being a feel good moment. I mean, he looked really good when he came into the game after uh, you know play, not playing the first three quarters. Uh, he came back and really spurred that comeback in so many ways. So I definitely think that uh, that Mike Norvell needs to look really long and hard at whether Mackenzie Milton needs to be his starting quarterback. And and the other thing, too, is that I do think that Florida State, you know, top to bottom just looks a lot better than they've looked in a couple of years. So it'll be something interesting to watch, and I definitely hope that, uh, that Mackenzie Milton continues to have a great year. Speaking of Disney, uh, let's go to Los Angeles. Uh, and last game, I want you to talk about UCLA and LSU. Uh, that's a good win for Coach Kelly's team. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I think that a lot of people just wondered with that game. I mean, yeah, UCLA's kind of been building the last couple of years, but they don't have a signature win, right? And LSU, I mentioned those teams that recruit at that top level. LSU has been one of those teams, especially ever since they won the college football playoff in 2019. And so for LSU to come out and not just beat, or sorry, for UCLA to come out and not just beat LSU, but to really, really take it to them and win by double digits in a game that probably wasn't really even as close as the final score. I mean, that was impressive. I thought that UCLA could have won the game, but I didn't think that they were going to look like the better team to that extent. And it's a real testament, I think, to what Chip Kelly's done over the past couple of years because he came in and the reason that he took the UCLA job instead of some of the other jobs, the better jobs, I'd argue, that were available was because he had an opportunity to do it his way. He said, I need this, I need these facilities, I need these investments, I need this and this and this, and I need this amount of years before I can really be judged. And UCLA gave it to him and they gave him the money that he needed. They gave him the support that he needed. And I think that it's gratifying to see that, you know, what, when they've invested, when they've recruited at a high level, when they've continued to develop, it's starting to pay off. It's starting to pay dividends. And there's so many coaches in college football that have had success, you know, been innovators a couple of years ago, and they come back and it's just not the same for them. And Look, I don't know if Chip Kelly's necessarily found his new innovation as yet, but I think that he's done a great job of adjusting to the game. And, and this is a big moment for the program, not just in terms of this season, but I think in terms of legitimizing what this UCLA program wants to be long-term. So to 
especially with the rest of the Pac-12 really struggling early in the year, there's no reason that UCLA can't be a team that competes for the Pac-12 this season. Jayon, we appreciate your time. Tell us uh, what you're working on and where can we find you now? Yeah, you can find all of my work now at cbssports.com. Well, it's still real early. I'm not working on anything super-duper exciting, but make sure and follow me on Twitter at Jahan Jiraj and, and find all my work at cbssports.com. And uh, we'll make sure that, uh, that you hear about all of my uh, comings and going. Shehan, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Talk to you soon. That's Shehan Jayaraja from cbssports.com. It is uh, 5-18, 18 after 5. It is time now for the uh, Cowboy Report on this Monday afternoon. And then when we come back, we will get to uh, we'll get to Dave Aranda, our one-on-one with Coach Aranda. But uh, our Cowboy Report is brought to you by Dr. Rao Ali of Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. If you or a loved one suffer from chronic pain, it doesn't have to be that way. Call Dr. Uh, Ali today at 469-562-4188. Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. On this Labor Day, the Cowboys are working on installing the game plan for Thursday in Tampa, but they do so without their best player as Zach Martin is on the COVID list. Details after this. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, and get an exclusive DCU fan pack and member benefits. Dallas Cowboys United members receive exclusive access to virtual content, Cowboys Pro Shop discounts, early entrance to select Cowboys events, VIP experiences, and more. Memberships start at only $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com United to join today. That's DallasCowboys.com United. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy dropped a bombshell during Sunday's press conference when he announced that six-time Pro Bowl guard Zach Martin will likely miss Thursday's season opener at Tampa because of a positive COVID test and that Connor McGovern will likely be the starter at right guard. Zach Martin has tested positive, uh, so he's in the COVID protocol. You know, we're actually in virtual meetings this morning. They're just trying to contain, you know, make sure that we're doing our due diligence uh, but the players are en route right now, so we'll have a normal practice, and then uh, you know we'll be social distance and have our our afternoon meetings will be the same, and and we'll do the same process again tomorrow. Backup guard Brandon Knight is also in protocol as a close contact with the Cowboys at the Star. I'm Christy Scales. If you're a professional athlete or an armchair quarterback and suffer from chronic pain, let Dr. Rao Ali, a board-certified pain management specialist, help you. He's helped the Central Texans at Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro with necks, backs, arms, and really any part of the body that aches. Call Dr. Rao Ali at 469-562-4188 to make an appointment. That number again, 469-562-4188. Don't let pain sideline you. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble 
and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized bulgogi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha lime and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight with low temperatures falling to 69 degrees. Sunshine and heat and humidity continue tomorrow with a high of 96. And on Wednesday, mostly sunny skies. Another hot day with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Now, back to the Alan Samuel Studios. And welcome back to Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Barfield, Ward Wines, Aaron Sexton along with you here on this Labor Day. We are laboring on Labor Day just for you. Hope you're having a good time. Hope you're having fun with your family, wherever you might be. And tuned in to us. We certainly do appreciate it as uh, we go through this Labor Day. Tom had an opportunity to catch up with Dave Aranda and talk about that Baylor W. Coach, as you, um, as you build the identity of this team and the personality of this team, what did you take away uh, from that aspect uh, after, after Saturday night? I thought we were able to handle adversity strong. I thought um, the energy that the team created for itself to start the game, I thought was, was strong. I thought our sidelines were alive uh, from the beginning to the end. Uh, I thought, you know, um, our biggest improvement right now is the ability to play a clean game. You know, we're talking about 11 penalties, you know, uh, 13 points that we really spotted, you know, the opponent. Um, and so we just want to play one person. We don't want to have to play us as well. And so, um, I have to do a better job of that. I take responsibility for it. But, um, you know, that's one of the things you love about football is the opportunity to, to uh, attack it the very next week, and here we are. And so I feel like um, to get our team um, on, the, on the collective same wavelength and attack this, you know, um, the discipline that's needed to play the game the right way, I think, is, uh, is an important piece, and we're looking forward to getting after it. What are some of the specific things you can do to clean that up? I think um, continuing to be specific on what's okay and what's not okay. And so if it's within the, the, the play, 
the specific play of a run or pass and maybe the hands are a little bit outside as opposed to being inside or maybe the um, it's a little grabby instead of uh, not being not being um, perfectly clean. I think as long as guys are playing fast and there's great aggression, we're good with it. But I think it's the pre-snap, it's the post-snap, it's things that we can control. Um, we have to talk about you know what's football and what's not football. And so I think really cleaning up the non-football things. And then I think also, for me, it's just like the ability for us to how we respond to these things um, is really how you're going to respond to whatever adversity you have outside of football. So this is seeing football as a platform to to train, to get better, and to take you know the lessons that you're learning here of you know it's not about you know it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the team, and this is what's best for the team. And here, and and you know, here, you know, take your medicine and let's go. I think those are things that are will continue throughout that particular individual's life. And so I feel um, on those two fronts, it's it's way important. Talk about uh, Gary and his first start. Uh, one of the things that we talked about would would he be too hyped? But he he certainly looked calm. He certainly looked under control early in the football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know, I had that question too, and. Um, um, Gary, both in the spring game and then Gary in the second scrimmage of the season or second scrimmage of fall camp, um, both had the opportunity to kind of get too hype and had the opportunity to um, put too much pressure on the moment and you know focus on things that are out of his control and uh, was able to um, remain strong and not go there on both of those uh, on both of those things. And so I think, his mental strength is a uh, superpower for him. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that it is. I think he was able to calm down some of our other guys that were, that were maybe feeling some of that stuff. And so, you know, his leadership is, is already really strong. It's only going to take off more so when um, he's able to connect on some deeper throws and really truly establish kind of a, a home run threat which uh, he has in practice. He's, we just got to do it in games. You had uh, not one but two running backs with the over 100 yards, so uh, we, we, we got to begin with the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought um, really physical, um, was able to play as a unit. I thought, you know, there was not a lot of penalties coming from that group. I, I thought they were able to play clean. Um, you know, fair amount of movement coming from Texas State. So all the communication and all the detail that went into it. I'm really proud of uh, Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes and the, their work with that unit. You look at like um, Jake in the center and Connor Galvin at the end and Zay at the guard. And there's just guys that really kind of, you know, really took leadership roles and really communicated things. and. and really demanded that we're going to be on the same page. It's way cool to see. And to know that we're going to get um, immeasurably better here as we go is exciting. You mentioned uh, some of your staff, and I found it interesting. You mentioned that uh, that Texas State did a couple things differently, mm-hmm. and then you also had some headphone issues, but yet your staff was able to overcome that and, and make some in-game adjustments. Yeah, you know, one of the things we talked about at the hotel we were staying at was like um, – you know, football is a game of random events and setbacks. And so it's, you know, how you respond to those things is, um, 
really the, the major factor in getting the outcome that you want. And, um, you know, it's one thing to hear. It's, the, it's another thing to kick the game off and you can't hear anybody, you know, and they're moving around looking at you like, you know. And so um, we're able to kind of make that go. And I thought that along with, you know, we thought it was this coverage we're going to get and it's not. We thought it was this front we're going to get and it's not. And so I think, you know, so much of that is um, just a mindset going in, you know. And when you make it not about the circumstance, you make it about your choice, you know, I think you're on the right track. I, I know you weren't happy with the penalties, but the fact of the matter is your defense went and got you three takeaways, and that's huge in any football game. Yeah, I think, the, you know, so yesterday both Dylan Doyle and uh, Trail Bernard were up watching tape, and uh, we were able to talk a little bit prior to uh, – I watched the the game with with uh, you know all three sides of the ball, and uh, so you know was just stepping into the to with the defense, and so we we talked about just um, you know we could we have the ability, both the the skill level and um, the um, the uh, the veteran leadership to be elite, you know, and you look at like you know the three takeaways and just the our ability to stop the run and all of it is really muddied by you know we give up 13 points because of penalties right and you know just the the sloppy play and so you know I think for for there's certain guys on defense that can um, I think the highest level of achievement would be to really be an artist and so like you know hey there's here's a play right here's a here's a call Here's what you do. Here's your technique. But the great ones can, you know, make that their own. Man, they almost like they they almost can create uh, like a like music in between the notes, right? They kind of own it, make it their own. And I th I think you have to be clean to do that, though. If you ain't playing clean, then there is no kind of high raising to the highest level. There's more of a checklist, and we just our standard on defense needs to be higher, and so challenge the guys with that I, I feel like um, you know, we're going to challenge the team with that today so interested to see where it goes it, it, next up is Texas Southern but it, it almost sounds like it's it's still about you instead of them uh, going into this football game and, and you getting better in the areas that you you feel like the team needs to improve yeah I think you know um, we have to establish what um, a Monday looks like what a Tuesday feels like what a Wednesday expectation is like. And we really have to, you know, the things that we do in practice, right? That's how we're gonna play in a game. And so like the, the energy, edge and execution that are showing up on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's what we're putting in to Saturday. And I feel like, um, you know, those, th whenever you're doing, whenever you're, you're kind of starting out, and I still feel to a degree we're starting out here, the, the emphasis is on the process. And so, um, you know, um, that's going to be a big piece, especially with a, with an opponent that we're still learning and is, is still working out its own process, right? So when things are, aren't, aren't as clear as they could be on that end, we got to be really clear on ours. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday. Baylor Sports Beat, 
Coming up, Baylor football opens the new season with a win on the road over Texas State. Give you details and hear from head coach Dave Aranda straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. It's a Labor Day sales event going on now at Allen Samuels. Come see the new Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. With beautiful curves and design, the new Grand Cherokee is an incredible car to drive. It carries itself with rugged elegance and elegant finishes. Allen Samuels, your home for the 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Located at 201 West Loop 340 in Waco. Come by, let's be friends. See dealer for details, all offers have credit requirements. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. Come join us Wednesday live from Rudy's and hear from soccer coach Paul Jobson and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday live from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday at 6 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football kicked off a new season Saturday in San Marcos against the Bobcats of Texas State. The Bears had two 100-yard rushers on the night, Abram Smith and Treston Ebner, and the Bears win it by a 29-20 count over the Bobcats. After the game, we visited with head coach Dave Aranda. Coach, congratulations, a road win, a, uh, a win to start the season. Congratulations uh, on the night. Oh, appreciate that. I thought there were some good things. You know, I, I wish we were better on the penalty end. You know, that's been a huge um, attention getter for us. And, and just, um, you know, that's the thing that sticks out to me, whether, you know, we extended drives and allowed them to score or we had scores that were taken away. Because of that, you know, I think you look at the some of the, the yardage totals and and all of it, and um, it's tilted in our favor. I think the, the penalties was a big, big turn in the game, which evened it out, you know, and, and um, forced, you know, our, our two-minute defense to kind of get on the field and close it. So we can get better. Dave Aranda following Saturday's season-opening win over Texas State now the Bears' home opener this Saturday at McLean Stadium. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff against Texas Southern. Also from the weekend, Baylor soccer plays a double overtime scoreless draw against Wisconsin on Sunday evening. Soccer now home this upcoming Sunday evening hosting Oregon. And Baylor volleyball drops a couple of matches on the road in Tennessee, first to the host volunteers and then to the Pitt Panthers. Baylor volleyball now on the road for a tournament in Florida this upcoming weekend. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Come as you are and enjoy food you won't forget at Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley's Shuck and Shack at the Route 77 Food Truck Park. 
Oakley's Rustic Grill features burgers, baskets, and po' boys, plus a Monday through Friday lunch special. One entree, two sides for $8.99. Try the Buffalo Mac and Cheese. It's mac and cheese topped with buffalo fried chicken tenders. Or the Big Tex Burger, brisket and a chuck patty topped with cheddar cheese, applewood smoked bacon, onions, pickles, and barbecue sauce. Oakley's Shuck and Shack features fresh seafood, grilled cheese, and more. They have lobster served three different ways, plus Gulf and Blue Point oysters and oysters Rockefeller. A great place to refuel before or after the game, and you won't have to wait an hour to be served. Oakley's Rustic Grill and Oakley's Shuck and Shack at the Route 77 Food Truck Park, 17th and LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Open at 11 every day except Sunday. Climate-controlled inside seating is available. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. and things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years with over 60 big screens you're sure to catch all the games with 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain we have all your taste buds covered and don't forget about the made from scratch pizzas but wait there's more try their burgers fillies sandwiches and wraps don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on facebook wings pizza and things temple's home for sports for 15 years Hey, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. They're trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Sherry Law Firm at swclaw.com. That's swclaw.com. Attention all truck drivers. BC Materials, a ready-mix company, has immediate job openings for Class A and B CDL drivers. Candidates must pass all requirements and must have a Texas CDL. We offer medical, dental, and vision insurance, 401K, and basic life insurance. Drivers are guaranteed 40 hours a week. Some restrictions may apply. BC Materials is also offering a $2,500 sign-on bonus for a limited time. Apply online at BigCreekConstruction.com. BC Materials is an equal opportunity employer. Get your career started now. All right, 541. We're 19 away from 6. This is game time here on a Monday. Tom and Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. And we're going back to the telephones, and we're going to say hello to uh, Roger Wallace from KXAN-TV down in Austin and, and the uh, Longhorn Radio Network. Roger, good afternoon. How you doing on this Labor Day? Hey, good afternoon, Tom. Doing good, thanks. You just hanging around the pool today? I am not laboring at the moment. 
<laughs> I got you. Hey, we were talking about Gary Bohannon getting his first uh, career start for Baylor. Uh, Texas had had a had a young man that got his first career start as well in in Hudson Card. Talk, talk a little bit about Hudson and and how he performed and how he led the football team. Yeah, I think uh, everyone kind of uh, you know deep sigh of relief just to see him out there and doing it won the job. And I think a lot of people thought, even though Casey Thompson kind of lit it up at the Alamo Bowl, that that card was going to win the job just, you know, kind of based on uh, what they came in with. But still, he hadn't done anything in a, a game meaningful. Uh, played well. I think the biggest thing, Tom, was what he did on third down. Uh, I mean, they were 10 of 15 on third down, and he made a lot of really good plays uh, when the pocket broke down, uh, you know, running the football and showed that arm strength that I think they, they really like. So uh, I think everyone was really happy to see that, you know, he did not seem like he had that, first game jitter against anybody let alone a you know pretty good louisiana team when you look at this offense being able to do that in game number one with the new faces that they have did it seem like that you know they grasped the concept of what they're trying to do early in this season yeah and i think i think it'll get uh, a little bit more sophisticated uh really it was card Bijan robinson and jordan whittington for the most part if you, if you look at the numbers, Joshua Moore uh, had a couple of chances on deep balls. They didn't get to him. We saw the freshman, Xavier Worthy. They think that's going to be kind of their next game breaker on the outside. But uh, I, I think they kind of went where they felt comfortable with, and that's you know getting B. John Robinson a lot of touches. But they did a lot of different things. They started with two backs and not a fullback. So that kind of caught everybody off guard a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, they play a lot of tight end. Didn't use the tight end a lot in the past game, but – Cade Brewer did catch a touchdown pass. So I think it's just getting started what they're going to do with that playbook with, with Steve Sarkeesian. Roger, was was there a lot of free substitution? I mean, it was a 330 kick, and, and I'm sure it was a dry heat, but it was still hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hot heat, Tom. <laughs> yeah, especially on the defensive side, they would, you know, they would come with full, full, change on, full line change on the defensive line. Uh, not so much on offense, and that's the thing, kind of my point earlier. They want to see uh, a little bit more depth at the receiver spot. Um, Marcus Washington was kind of that fourth guy but didn't catch a pass, and then they've got to figure it out from there. So that's where I think they're going to be looking to kind of expand on offense. But defensively, they like what they could do uh, with that second group on the uh, front seven and uh, you know have a pretty good amount of depth without a lot of drop-offs. Uh, against again good louisiana team not a real explosive louisiana team but certainly when you look around the big 12 that was one of the better opening matchups for one of the big 12 teams i would think you know a lot of the question marks coming in was quarterback position and the offense but defensively you mentioned a little bit of the depth there the question on the defensive side of the ball was were they would they be able to rotate those guys in and be able to sustain some stuff on the defensive side did they answer some of those questions for you on Saturday? Yeah, did. Um, I think, you know, where it'll be interesting to see is what they do at linebacker and how much depth they have at linebacker. I mean, they're starting a former walk-on in the middle in Luke Brockermeyer, a name familiar to Texas fans, third-generation Longhorn, but a guy that came as a walk-on, got a scholarship, but, you know, virtually played zero meaningful snaps until the Alamo Bowl last year, and now uh, 10 tackles there. So, uh, that position, I think, I think they feel pretty good about the depth in the secondary. Deshaun Jamison got a little nicked up, but he came back in 
to return. I think what they really like is that depth up front and a couple of, uh, you know, they got three grad transfers up there and uh, Ray Thornton from LSU, Ovia Gofu, who kind of linebacker, defensive end hybrid from Notre Dame. And he's the one that kind of surprised Sark because Sark didn't have him in spring practice. He was graduating from Notre Dame so he could, you know, come right in. And so he didn't come until the summer. Uh, we didn't see Ben Davis, another transfer from Alabama with Sark. So I think they do like the depth on the defensive line where, you know, if you're going to have depth, that's where to have it. And then, you know, linebackers where they might be a little thin when they go to that second group. Uh, I'm going to take you back to the offensive side of the football and talk about uh, uh, B. John Robinson. Uh, obviously, it's just one game, but could you kind of tell after one game exactly how Sarkeesian wants to use him in this offense? Yeah, I, I think he got 24 touches. I think maybe, you know, that's that's on the middle end. I don't think they want to top it out much more than, than 30, but, you know, games will dictate what happens. But out of the backfield, he's a, he's a really solid receiver. And then, you know, he's that one-cut guy with a burst and a wiggle. And uh, fortunately for him, he's got some amazing dexterity because he got bent in half. Uh, he did actually lose the football in the second half. Texas recovered, but he got bent, and everybody kind of held their breath. Uh, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of run, and Roshan Johnson's gonna get a lot of run with that two back set, and even on his own. And we saw one wildcat where Roshan took the snap. You know, he's a converted quarterback. But yeah, Tom, I mean, you know, Bijan's gonna be a horse, and every game's not gonna be a hundred degrees. So you know, it'll be more conducive for him to to getting a few more touches. I think when you looked at the schedule going into this year or maybe even late last spring when the schedule was put together in game number two against the Arkansas Razorbacks, you might have thought, yeah, okay, whatever, it's, it's Arkansas. It's a great rematch of, of a, a game decades ago, but looking at the stat lines, these two teams look very, very similar offensively and defensively after the first week. Yeah, and Arkansas got off to a slow start. You know, got some booze early, but I don't think whatever happens Saturday is going to have anything to do with this week simply because so much of this will be emotion. Uh, their first sellout since 2017. Now, you know, they didn't show a lot of consistency in the past game, which you would think Texas will force them to do, uh, you know, trying to get the run game contained a little bit. But, again, it's another test for Card because he hasn't had the road test. And none of these guys that are second-year guys have had a true road test because of the, you know, the situation last year with the crowds. So, to me, that's the biggest thing. And, and, you know, Texas last played in Fayetteville in 04, and I say that that was the loudest crowd I'd ever heard as a guy on the sidelines uh, or in the booth, and that includes the 05 game at Ohio State. That place was – was they were foaming at the mouth, and I, I think it's going to be just like that on Saturday night. So, uh, we'll be interested to see how Hudson Card handle it. Texas traditionally has been a pretty good road team against play, – in places where you might think they're going to struggle – uh, so this will be a huge test uh, for that offense and for Hudson Card and, you know, the leadership, just see how they kind of handle it. Hey, Roger, appreciate it. Uh, have fun Saturday up in uh, in beautiful Fayetteville and uh, and enjoy your uh, your trip to the hills. Can't wait. You know, last time we went, they were really nice to me on Friday afternoon in Fayetteville. And then, oddly <laughs> enough, not so much on Saturday. But, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, man. We'll Thanks, talk, to, talk to you soon. That is Roger Thanks. Wallace from KXAN. It's, ama it's amazing how that all works out that way, isn't it? It's a tough place to play. Oh, it is. Uh, I've... Uh, 
Well, it hadn't been over the last two or three years. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you that. Uh, it has not been it has not been a tough place to play. But traditionally, yes, you're right. And, and you know what? The, the one it's team just that, a crowd. I yeah, mean, it it, even when the team's bad, the crowd is there. It, it, and I'll tell you the other one. Uh, the, the one school that draws the short straw and has to play in Little Rock, you don't want to yeah, do that. No, you don't want to do that either. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Texas and Arkansas, I think that's a 6 p.m. kick. So, uh, let's see. Uh, well, let's talk about Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. They're at 1810 Herring. The best burgers in Waco. And one of the reasons why is they don't cook those burgers until you place that order. Then they're cooked to your precise specifications you may want onions you may want grilled onions you may want onions and grilled onions i don't know what you want but whatever you want you can get it just the way you want it at double r old-fashioned hamburgers they also have chicken fried steak sandwiches grilled chicken sandwiches philly cheesesteak sandwiches Fries, curly fries, tots, onion rings, you name it, they've got it for you at double uh, r old-fashioned hamburgers they're open until 4 30 uh and then uh, half a day on Saturday. So check out Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. And tomorrow, sometime tomorrow during the program, we may we may just give away a couple of cheeseburger baskets and and uh, tomorrow. So be listening to the program tomorrow. See if you can't win yourself a couple of cheeseburger baskets from Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. Well, just I, I'm I'm I can't wait till tomorrow because I think that that may be on the lunch plan. I mean, I, I you know, it just part of the deal. All right, it's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers, and it's 1810 Herring. If you want to call in your order, it's 254-753-1603. It's uh, 551. John Morris has got the the Big 12 Blitz, and we didn't get to a lot of the scores, Ward, uh, but they're, uh, (laughs) we were just a little, we got a little little busy, but man, uh, the Big 12 had a good day, but Again, you, you, you go back and you look at a couple of those games, and you're like, wow, those were really tight. Now, the one that wasn't tight was uh, was TCU taking care of Duquesne. Now, they, uh, yeah. they ran them out of the gym. They did. So, they played very, very well. Absolutely, they did. Uh, all right, uh, we, will, uh, we will be back tomorrow uh, at 4 o'clock with another edition of the program game time, and we'll kick off all of our, uh, our wall-to-wall football coverage tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So keep that in mind with the John Moore Show. Then Matt Mosley rolls your way at 3. We're right in here at 4 o'clock talking football, football, and more football. So that is going to do it for us. For Ward and Aaron, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 right here on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Blitz. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris.